Hey guys, welcome back to the Slums to Guide podcast. I was about to say YouTube channel, but this is the podcast. Um, I know I've been gone for quite a while, quite a while. I apologize for that. I took a break over the summer and now I'm back, sort of. I have a few announcements. I will save them for the end of this particular episode, um, but I do have some announcements about the podcast, about what happened this year, and about what's going to happen going forward. I hope you'll stick around to the end for that, but before we jump into that, I did want to talk a little bit about growth and uh, discovering, I guess, new things. So... We're rediscovering old things. I'm not really sure uh, how to phrase that. Um, basically, one thing I've noticed, and I feel like someone told me this when I was younger, um, but when we discover things as believers, uh, when we're convicted, a lot of times we get real, real hype about being convicted. I remember when I first discovered the Sabbath, when I first discovered that, um, you know, the dietary law still held for, you know, New Testament believers. And I was so excited. Like, I was just overwhelmed by the amount of information that was coming in. It particularly when it came to like prophecy and how the Sabbath related to it and how like the history, like, comparing things like Daniel to like history and stuff like that. And I would bring it up in everything. You know, people would say stuff and I just wanted to, to, to shout it at the top of my lungs. And, you know, there would be periods, you know, early in my Sabbath keeping where people would say things and I just, you know, I'm like, nope, Sunday is not the Sabbath. Sunday is not the Sabbath. You know, and I'd get really, really frustrated. Um, and even to the point, I used to buy Aaron Condren planners uh, before I started making my own notebooks. Um, in fact, this is part of what sparked my desire to make my own notebooks is that uh, Aaron Condren, along with most people who produce planners, start their weeks on Monday. And it drove me absolutely wild because Monday is not the first day of the week. Sunday is because Saturday is the Sabbath and the seventh day of the week. And it bothered me immensely I like I was not buying a planner like that and I was aware enough at the time that specifically for the planner issue that for me it caused a problem because I grew up keeping Sunday and so in my mind you know Monday through Sunday was a thing like that's how I saw the week but I needed something in front of me to remind me that Saturday is the end of the week. I needed a mental reminder that I need to get all of my stuff done by Friday at sunset so that I can be ready for the Sabbath that's ending my week. And I need to prepare for the week on Sunday to start my week. And I needed that mental clarity in my planner. So I couldn't have... A planner that started like that but a lot of times we as believers when we get into those situations we make this connection or we we think that no one should have it right and we get into this thing where like it's wrong like 
Monday planners are wrong and no one should have a Monday planner. But of course, over time, as you get used to things, to be honest, I mean, I wouldn't buy one now either, just kind of off of the principle of the thing. But I don't think if, if I had been raised keeping the Sabbath my whole life, I don't think it would have bothered me. And today, I don't think I would have that much difficulty um, navigating life with one of those planners. In fact, at my job, they do Monday through Sunday. When we do our timesheets, it's listed Monday through Sunday. First timesheet I did, I was really confused, but it doesn't, it doesn't throw me off from being able to keep the Sabbath anymore because I've been keeping Sabbath for like seven, eight years now. And so that's, you know, that is essentially an aspect of growth and, and, and growing in my faith. And what's interesting is, I mean, that's not the only place I've seen this. Another place I've seen this is in my opinions about um, magic. So when I was a baby in Christ, when I was very young, um, I loved movies, TV shows that surrounded magic, mythology, all of those things. Things that are essentially just people would call the occult. And when I started getting deeper into my faith, I was like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I've been watching this stuff. It's all witchcraft. And, you know, I would listen to the Christian, you know, the Christian pastors, the Christian YouTubers, you know, Christians in general, talking about how there's no such thing as white magic. There's no such thing as good magic. Um, And, you know, as a black person, I I take issue with white and black magic, but that's a whole nother concept. Um, But, you know, I, you know, people are like, there is no such thing as good magic. It's all bad magic. It's all evil. Hollywood is deceiving us. And I don't disagree that Hollywood is deceiving us. But as I grew in my faith and as I kept reading the Bible, I started to ask myself, wait, is some miracles in the Bible that sound like magic? Like, high key. Generally speaking, we define the difference between a miracle and magic in that a miracle is something that is possible, it's plausible, it's just not common, right? It's not probable. And this would be things like, you know, let's say I'm really hungry right now. Um, It's, you know, it's late, it's like 8.30 when I'm recording this. And let's say I'm really, really hungry. I just, I'm just so hungry. But, you know, I don't feel like getting up and cooking and, uh, someone just shows up at my door. One of my neighbors is like, yo, I cooked dinner and I had too much and I thought about you and I thought maybe you would want some food. And they just like ring the doorbell and give me some food. And now I have food. That's highly unlikely, um, but it's possible. Like it's not, it's not outrageously crazy. Um, it's not magic, right? As people would say. And so you're like, okay, That's a miracle. That's generally how we define the difference between a miracle and magic. Magic would be like, I feel like I'm hungry and I just snap my fingers and a bowl of food just appears in front of me. We would call that magic, right? That's generally what people say. But I think there is something very much different displayed in the Bible. So if you go into the Old Testament, there is a story about this woman whose husband has died and she owes like all of this debt. 
and she goes to, I think, Elisha. I'm not sure if it's Elisha, Elisha. I'm going to say Elisha because uh, that helps me differentiate between Elijah and Elisha. Um, but it was one of them. I want to think it was Elisha with an S, um, whom I often call Elisha to keep me to keep me straight but um I think that's who she went to and he told her to borrow vessels from her neighbor and to pour oil into the vessels and then to sell the oil and she just kept pouring oil and pouring oil and pouring oil and pouring oil and this oil basically like where was it coming from where was this abundance of oil coming from because we know that the oil had to be in something right I mean, I don't think she just had a tree in her backyard and stuck something in it and the oil started pouring out of the tree, like sap, right? Where you don't know how much you're going to get. This is like she had a container of oil in the house and it's being multiplied magically. That's not a miracle, right? There, There is no explanation of how this could multiply like that. We see other things like this where, again, Elijah, Elisha, they're raising people from the dead. The Messiah is not the only person in the Bible that raised somebody from the dead. Peter raised somebody from the dead too. And when you get into the New Testament, you start seeing them healing the blind and healing the lame, right? Like the woman with the issue of blood, you touched, you know, you touched the hem of the Messiah's jacket and she was just healed, right? It just stopped. Now, a, a skeptic, a non-believer would say, oh, it was just co coincidence, right? It was about time for her to stop bleeding and it just happened to stop then. But, you know, there are so many things. There was the person who approached uh, the Messiah and he said, you know, he was just like, yeah, the person is healed. Like they were approaching for somebody who was back at their house and he was trying to get him to come to the house to heal the person. And he was like, oh, he's healed. He didn't even go near the person, right? That is not miracle in the sense of plausible. That is magic, okay? And it's easy to write it off and say uh, the Messiah did it because he's the son of God, but his disciples did it, right? Peter and Paul and all these people, they were healing people. The same thing, Paul gets blinded. He goes in, I think it is Ananias that removes the, the scales from his eyes and, and makes it so he can see again. Again, this is essentially magic. Peter walking on water. What is the difference in Peter walking on water and like power over water, right? Being able to calm a storm, things like this. And so I started looking more deeply into that concept and I realized that really it's about the source. There is such a thing as good magic and I think that believers can tap into that. I think that we can heal people. I think that we can, as it says, if you look at the mountain and say move, it will move if you have the faith of the size of the mustard seed. Um, but it's really about getting it from the Father. A lot of the things that we see in Hollywood are about self. It's like you're born with magic. Like for instance, like the X-Men and stuff, they're born with the X gene. And it's, 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 you know, it's practice or it's, you know, learned behavior. It's not something that comes from 
the father and from a relationship with him. The closest thing that I can think of from TV that's sort of related uh, would be something like Avatar The Last Airbender. I know it's more so, you know, Asian spiritualism or Eastern spiritualism. It's, it's more so from like Hinduism and Buddhism. But the concept of like, you know, in, in Avatar The Last Airbender, they like meditate and it's based on martial arts, but there's like this whole thing of like meditating uh, and which is part of that Eastern spiritualism. Uh, and that's what helps them to get stronger and to be able to use their abilities. Similarly, in the Bible, it talks about fasting and praying, right? So not just meditating and definitely not, you know, the whole thing about like chakras and stuff like that, but being able to connect to the father, connect through the son, get the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit dwelling in you and you having that connection to the, to the Holy Spirit and carrying out the Holy Spirit's plan, then it is the Holy Spirit that is performing the miracle. It's not you, it's not me, right? I don't have power, but you could tap into the power of the Holy Spirit. And then essentially what you would be doing is what we would call good magic or white magic, even though, like I said, I take issue with that. But, um, and so as I started to kind of process that, the... I guess, vitriol that I would have expressed about quote unquote witchcraft or how I talk about witchcraft has also shifted, right? Because again, witchcraft is really more so associated with rebellion, with idolatry. Um, and, you know, it's even in talking about it here, you know, it's, it's, it's still a very nuanced and tricky subject, right? Because I did identifying the source is key, right? Most Hollywood things are still going to give you a source that is not the Messiah. And so it's still occultic magic. But from a general standpoint, I'm like, yeah, I don't think magic as a whole is all occultic and all evil because I do think that we see magic in some of the miracles that are performed in the Bible. And I'm telling you all of this because... I've found that we as believers, when we are convicted of things, um, we believe that we are right. We believe that we have the answers and that the way we're doing it is the right way to do it. And a lot of times when we're in that phase, the way we talk to other believers is not good. It's not Christianly. I've seen it since I've come out of that phase and I probably did it myself when I was in that phase and um the reason i wanted to talk about it is because i wanted to encourage us to think about how we talk to people uh talking down to people and condescending people because they're doing something that you think is wrong is not the way to address believers like there are things that i agree are just wrong they're not for christians to be doing i don't think we should be participating in say pagan holidays Um, But the way that I would address another believer, uh, particularly now that I have seen how the way you understand things can evolve and change as you get closer to the Father, as you get deeper in the Word, as you go from having only read, you know, these portions of the Bible to having read the whole thing multiple times 
And now you're starting to cross-reference things and correlate things and understand the history of things and the context of things. Things start to fall into place and you may not agree with what you agreed with two years ago. And you start to realize that, you know, again, everybody's on their journey. Some people are at the beginning of their journey. Some people are in the middle. Um, You know, some people are, are near the end. And because of that, they're in a different place. So it doesn't mean that you should scold people harshly, particularly people that you don't have a relationship with. There is a polite way to say, well, you know, I, I don't agree with this or I, I wouldn't I wouldn't do this. Um, as opposed to being like, you're a heathen or that's stupid. Why would you do that? Or, you know, whatever it is that you say. And so I definitely, um, you know, I've experienced that. I've had you know, and again, sometimes people mean well, but I have definitely had people uh, say things to me that I'm just like, wow, you know, I used to think that once. <laughs> um, and I have, and I know better. I've seen people, again, the worst thing, because we, we're all short somewhere. We have all fallen short of the glory of God. And so while I may be doing great in this area over here, I may be struggling over here. And I've had, I've seen people be, you know, correcting someone and, you know, doing something else that's not right, right? Like I've seen people, you know, they're sitting there correcting people about whatever it is, but they're worshiping on Sunday. And I'm like, that's not even the Sabbath. Like you trying to correct them about what clothes they have on and you worshiping on a pagan holiday, right? Like, like what? you're not on the moral high ground, right? And so it it doesn't make either person more right or more wrong. It's just that you have to remember that, yeah, I may have this piece of information, but they may have that piece of information. And the goal is for us to come together. And now we both have two pieces of information. And the more people we get together with pieces of the puzzle, we can get the whole puzzle. But it only comes together when we are loving towards each other um and i just wanted to share that because it's something i've been thinking about over the past month or so over the course of the summer um which brings me to the announcements part the housekeeping that i told you would be here at the end of the episode um so i've been planning to move my blog i have had my blog hosted through blogger for the past 10 years and that's been great, but I feel like the blog itself is a little chaotic and a little hard to navigate. Um, if you've ever been there, you probably agree because there's so much content and there's such a variety of topics that are covered. Um, and so I've decided to try something different that I think will help with the organization. Um, and because it's not as picture driven, and what I mean is like, my previous blog, you know, when you look at the post, it has an image beside the post. Otherwise, it looks really weird. And so I always had to go and look for a picture or create a picture to go with the post, um, which slows me down because I don't really enjoy that aspect. I just want to write the post and post it. Um, the new site will definitely have less pictures. Um, if you are one who enjoys the pictures, please let me know and I'll try to throw some pictures in occasionally. But it will definitely have significantly less pictures so that I can post more quickly um, and more efficiently. And so I've been working on that 
over the summer. That's part of why I took the break. But uh, the new site, I can't just directly port things over. So I can't just download my old blog and import it in. So I've been having to copy over every post I've ever written manually. Um, and I've been taking that time to go through and read them and proofread them because I definitely had a lot of typos on the blog. Thank you guys for being patient and not hounding me about my poor grammatical skills and or my poor editing skills. But um, it's been interesting and eye-opening to see the progress that I've, I've had over those 10 years. And it also helped me to be more gracious towards those that I see who are behaving the way I behaved probably when I was newly taking off on my journey and when I was like, you know, a lot of information was new to me and I was like super excited about it. Um, not that I'm not excited now, but you know, in the beginning you just, I don't know, it's something about that that first knowledge that you just, the you wanna share it, but you're not quite wise enough to share it with grace. Um, and so, you know, for those out there who I've ever said anything to, I apologize if it didn't come out gracefully. Um, hopefully I have grown a lot in that area. But for those of you who are still growing, um, I just wanted to take this time to give you a little nudge and a little reminder to speak to people in grace and to kind of pause when you feel like rebuking someone um, and think about if it's being done in grace how you would feel if someone said it to you and how they said it. And if it's possible that there are still things that you don't understand. Um, one of the best lessons I ever learned in life is that the smartest people know that there are things they don't know. And I've spoken about that on the blog and in the podcast often, so I won't belabor that point. But I did want to stop in and tell you guys that uh, to mention that the blog will be moving. It's gonna take a while for me to port everything over. So the site that is up now, www.psalmstogod.com, will remain up there while I'm doing that and there will not be a whole lot of updates in the meantime. And so season four, I think, was a failure. I'm sorry, guys. It just didn't work out the way I thought it would. I'm going to try again in January 2023. We will still be in season four. Um, I said I wasn't going to do seasons anymore, but it just, it helps to organize things. So I will do seasons, but season four is just going to be a two-year season. I'm getting, my, I'm getting it together. I promise. Um, some of the things that I've decided, I've been playing with the blog, with the podcast, trying to get something that's more manageable to my schedule. Um, I think my new job is definitely different. It's not new anymore. I've been here for a year, but just the amount of meetings I have to go to for this particular job have been uh, very much weighing on my ability to do all of the other things that I like. Um, not because I was, you know, recording podcast episodes during work or something before, but because it takes energy from me. I am an introvert. So the more time I spend with people, the less energy I have at the end of the day. So with my current job, a lot of times when I get off, I just want to sleep. I just want to lay down. Um, and so I've been struggling a lot to continue with journaling, to 
continue with podcasting and doing the YouTube videos because I just don't have a lot of energy because it's being taken up by these meetings. So I've been trying to sort through that. That's why there's been so much rockiness uh, in season four and in this past year. Um, and the year before that, I had added the the YouTube channel, which also take, took time away from the podcast. And I tried to post the podcast on the YouTube channel, but video recording is a lot more involved than just voice recording. So I think I'm only going to record podcast episodes with voice. They will no longer be that's no longer something I'm going to try to do for the YouTube channel because I think it's hurting the podcast. So I'm going to separate that out to try to get back to get the podcast back to where it should be. Um, and as far as recording more consistently, I'm just I'm working on it, guys, I'm trying to find a schedule that works and ways to maintain my energy, um, even though I have to attend all of these meetings at my job. And so I'm hoping that in January 2023, um, I will have discovered some method to to cope with that. And I will also have ported over enough of the blog to launch the new blog so that I can update or upload the show notes um, and not have to be maintaining them on two different platforms at the same time. So that's what I wanted to tell you guys. So uh, please bear with me. Thank you for sticking around this long. Um, and um, I will, I may drop in in between now and 2023, you know, that's kind of far out there. But, um, you know, if you don't hear from me in that time frame, this is why. Um, stay tuned and you can always reach out to me via the current website, www.psalmstogod.com or on something like Instagram, uh, psalms underscore to underscore God. And I will definitely respond and get back to you if you have questions, concerns, ideas, want to be featured on the show. You know, I would really like to go back to having a guest on the show more frequently. So yeah, see you guys soon. Bye. Bye.